I mean, you're doing robberies and stuff. There's no CCTV, right? Do you know, when I first started, there weren't even Barclay cars and checkbooks and all that work. It was all money, money. Yeah. Big sign on the back wall saying, no Avago heroes. Mm. Right? You took the money and run off. And the only chance you had is getting caught is if there was a copper outside the door when you run out. Yeah. And if he was standing there, he'd chase you down the road with a fucking whistle. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. <laughs> Welcome to the Eventful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival and the revolutionary event crowd, our new online events course. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. So if you want to hear more like this, make sure you subscribe, leave us a glowing review, and you can follow me on Instagram at Dodge Woodall. I reply to every single message. When it comes to the criminal underworld, Dave Courtney is the undisputed king of storytelling. He's a former gangster, author, actor, and even porn star, and has unlimited tales of sex, violence, and villainy. From his early life of crime to working with the craze, and from the devastating personal tragedy to his Vegas honeymoon farce, Dave is a huge character with a gift of the gab. Trust me when I say you want to listen to the end of this one. This is the very eventful life of Mr. Dave Courtney. Dave, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Very much looking forward to this one. Let's roll all the way back. Where did you grow up and how did you get into the criminal underworld? Um, I never really grew up, to be perfectly honest. I I, I grew up in South London, in um, Forest Hill. Yeah, South London, very close to Campbell Green, Peckham, that way. And I I didn't actually... um, Develop into the uh, or develop into a, a naughty man. I think you're born naughty. Mm. I genuinely believe it's in your in your genes. Yeah, and I'm really more someone that's. I, I chase the giggle. I, I love a laugh more than the crime thing. I'm, I've never actually said on anything. I am a gangster, mm. especially not that celebrity gangster. I don't even know what that word means. Yeah, the two words don't go together. Yeah. Celebrity gangster. Mm. That's like saying. Police intelligence. You know, the two words don't, don't <laughs> actually true, yeah. go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to say it, there's natural leaders and natural soldiers. Yeah. And I was born funny. Yeah, thank you, God. Yeah. And that, that helped me be in charge all the time. So I was always hanging around with the bigger boys. Yeah, and you ended up having a little firm around you when you was 13, 14, yeah. 15, 16. And, and, every, and being naughty earned you more money than having a paper round. Yeah. And what was your what was your route then in school as you're coming out of school sort of sixteen seventeen eighteen you thinking what I need to earn a pound note yeah yeah of course it was I was earning more money than when I left home at sixteen I was earning more money than my dad was going to work mm. just hanging around with the naughty boys you understand yeah. what I mean I didn't think it was naughty I'm still chasing the laugh don't forget I'm yeah. just a, the, the jester on the block right and so it started off the same as a million other people's stories to car thieving. Uh, Breaking in the factories, creeping in the shops, the rent a clump, the hanging around the football hooligans, the you know at, at the time, <laughs> embarrassing it is, embarrassing it is. Clockwork Orange had just come out, so he's all wearing the white coats and the bowler hat and one bit of eye makeup. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thinking we were the absolute nuts, but I look like a tosser. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. I, I first started off as a job as a dustman, which, believe me or not, now I'm 60, I, that, I didn't realise it was most of the best job of my life, which is 
you can't actually beat a job where you're all meeting in the canteen in the morning, yeah. 700 of you, yeah. all having breakfast. That is funny, isn't yeah. it? That is fucking funny. Yeah. Everyone's doing something. And you, you knew everyone. You could get anything you wanted done. You know, you had you had the access to dust carts. And once the dust cart's been all sprayed out and cleaned out at the back of it and emptied, yeah. you can move puff all around London in the back of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't smell. It doesn't, it's, it's, like, it's like the inside of it's like a stainless steel yeah. uh, removal van. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's an awful lot of things you can do yeah. when you've got a million big FD blokes around you that yeah. selling the metal, the... You know, and what was your route after there? Then how long? Were you, how long were you in the dustman? Well, I was dustman a dustman for, for a few years. Um, what are we talking know. here? What years are we talking? What decade? Oh, you'll have to tell me. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to tell me that. I went to prison at twenty-one. What did you go to prison for? Um, causing an affray, attempted murder. That was I got, I got a three and a half a year for that. That was that was. I took me younger brother out on a on a on a new, on a crisp New Year's Eve. It's about quarter to twelve. He's in a pub with me. He's a lot younger than me. I was eighteen or something. Uh, I wanted something up the Chinese. I told him, would you mind running up there and getting me something? He went, yeah. So all my mates went, oh, get us this, get us that, get us this, get us that. So he's gone up there with that for the money, ordered all this stuff. It's now about five to 12. They brought it out on plates. He said, no, I've got to take away. He said, we don't do take away on New Year's Eve. So he didn't pay for it. There's a great big fight. I started all, all jumped out and started laying into him. So by the time he comes back to my, to the pub, it's about a minute to 12. Walks in the door, a bit bleeding. Me and all the boys are going running up into the restaurant, and you know you do what you do. He's a tasty bastard to just beat up a fourteen-year-old, and it all started kicking off. Some kids have pulled out a big machete, and so I've just got my eyes on that. I'm running towards that. I'm getting all these little karate chops around me, but they're not hurting because I've got my eyes on the prize. Grabbed his hand, bit it. So now I'm holding the, the actual machete thing. He's standing on the counter, and then. I said, now what are you going to do? I'm pointing the knife at him. He said, to God's honest truth, I'm standing on the floor pointing at him like that. And he just jumped on me. I, like, I couldn't not get out of the way if I wanted to, yeah. you know. Boom. And then it all kicked off. It went into turbo. Uh, and then all my mates come running in. The people are trying to leave the restaurant. They don't know who it is that I'm fighting. So everyone turned into a great big mayhem. This, 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 this man come out of the... This little chef come out of the kitchen with a frying pan full of boil, about four or five foot away from me. So because the knife I had was longer, I've gone bump, and he's tipped it up onto his own self. He's yeah. rice crispied himself, right? So the oil's all over the floor. I'm ready to make a run for it, to be perfectly honest. And then out, don't forget Bruce Lee was out at the time. Just because they're Chinese yeah. or Japanese, you thought everyone could do that kung fu. Yeah. And this bloke come out of the kitchen with no shirt on, the black Bruce Lee trousers and then black wicker basket shoes. Yeah. He's come out of a chopper, I suppose. He was about three foot, made out of the same bit of metal, the handle. And he's trying to kill me. You know, it was a real, I was having a real sword fight at 18 years old. And he was genuinely trying to kill me. I've just crispy ducked his mate. He thinks I've stabbed the other guy to death. And I'm like, every time he's swinging at me, I'm going, tsh, tsh, tsh. and I was like, Jesus, I'm going to die. I'm actually going to get chopped up, yeah. you know. And as he's looking at me like that, coming towards me, he stepped into all the oil. That the other bloke had dropped because he's got the wicker basket shoes on. He's just gone, ah, 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 ah. So I'm afraid I, bum. Um, you stabbed him. I stabbed him, Did yeah. You? And made a run for it, got back to the pub. Now it's about 30 seconds to 12 o'clock. I went, let's get out of here, let's get out of yeah. here. And then, of course, the old woman I was with at the time was all going, well, wait a minute, wait to see the new year on. Uh, idiot. 
Did you stake the news? Of course I did. Of course I did. And they got all the pictures of me coming out of the pub with the hat on and the blowy thing. All doing the mail, the quote, and people got, and all that. So by the time it gets to the old Bailey, all that come out as evidence, and I got three and a half years for that, and that's how I started my... That was your start of your career? That was the start, yeah. I'm afraid, of my career. Yeah. And it didn't... Please believe me, that, that, that myth of you go to prison and learn loads of new crimes and you come out more intelligent because you're learning new crimes. That's not true. Because everyone you're banged up with got fucking caught. Yeah. So you're not in there with no geniuses. Yeah. You're in there with the sort of person, everyone that gets caught. Yeah. That's what you're in there with. If you remember and carry on learning all the things that got them caught... No one's going to tell you how to do it. No one's going to teach you mm. how to do it because none of them are fucking any good at it. Mm. They've all got caught. Mm. All right? So if you can remember how they all got caught and when you come out of prison you still want to stay in a life of crime, then you're cleverer because mm. all you've learned is how to get caught. Mm. You understand what, what I mean what, with that? What was your feeling like when you were in the dock there? They went, right. That's the worst Dave feeling in the world, Courtney, mate. You've got three and a half years. What's That's the, the worst feeling in the yeah. world. The worst feeling is 30 seconds before that. When they're going, the jury has come to a decision. Mm, <laughs> you know, yes, that is the time. longest yeah. wait. Yeah. You know, or or go downstairs into the uh, into the cell while the jury are making their mind up. That is a long, long, long wait. Mm. That's 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 been. And they come up and they went guilty. Three and a half years. I, I, I didn't. I don't know why. I didn't actually consider I was going to actually caught. You know, we all got nicked, about seven of us all got nicked that ran up there and done it. We all got a bit of bird. I actually drove to court like a dickhead. Mm. <laughs> <And> <laughs> my car still parked there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so where were you? Where, where, what was the first prison you went to? I went to Wormwood Scrubs. That's like a, a railway station prison. You go there first until you get allocated to what prison you go to. Yeah. You go there as um, an allocation prison. And how old were you? 21. 21. Did you feel yeah. young in there? Did you feel like a man in there, or did you think, you know uh, what? I'm no, I felt, like, I felt like a little boy. Yeah, okay. And to be honest. Yeah. I come out, man. Yeah. How long did you do? 18 months? Yeah, yeah, 20 more, months. 20 yeah, months, yeah. yeah. That's all. And when you when you were in there, did you learn and get to meet a load of people? Oh, well, it, 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 start, it, it moulded me into making my mind up of what where I was going to go in my life, yeah. You know, I understood that being naughty was natural to me. I found it easy. Yeah. You know, most of the people in my little firm can kick the living shit out of me. They're better shots, got yeah. more money and all that, but I'm in charge. Yeah. And you can bend an awful lot more with your tongue than you can with, with a Smith & Wesson, you understand yeah. I mean, if you're clever. Yeah. And I took that um, position on, on board very seriously, being in charge. You know, you have to practice what you preach when yeah. you're in charge, especially as uh, there's internet out and all that now because everyone knows exactly what you're about so you can't preach that and then be seen doing that yeah. you know you have to sacrifice an awful lot i can't ever be stoned at me nut buzzing on a bit of charlie yeah. Yeah. because i never know who's going to knock on the door and go dave i need some help yeah yeah and i can't be oh we're doing it in the morning yeah. man yeah or in a i want to go and put an hole in him then yeah i could never be like that can you mm. Yeah, you understand what I mean? Was so, there a, there's, an, there's an art in delegation. Did that's you the one. Did you that find a... that you uh, had that art to attain? Yeah, and I think you're born with that. Yeah. I didn't learn that. Yeah. 
Great. You're born with that. I can read men, I can work men. Each, yeah. If you've got an army on you, each individual man has to be dealt with in a complete different individual way, like a football team. Yeah. A good manager knows that. You know, some need shouting at, yeah. some need coaxing, some need a little cuddle. That's why Harry Redknapp's so good. Yeah, he's a star. He's a star. He's a star Thank God he weren't a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank God he weren't. After you. He would have got everyone. He would have got absolutely everyone on Harry, mate. Uh, luckily, he's the exact opposite, but yeah. uh, thank God he weren't, he weren't a cop of you. We'll go and see him after. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Love to. So when you come out, what was your movement? Were you going, I'm going to go clean, or were you like, right, I'm out? Oh, no, no, I didn't I'm actually realise at the time I was going to be a full-on criminal. Yeah. I then came out with a million flat-nosed, bald-headed geezers around me that were mine, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and took on a security company. Okay. And I had the biggest security company, I think, in Great Britain at the time. Yeah, I'd done all the How clubs in London, um, over a thousand odd. You had a thousand men on the books. Yeah. What's uh, this? This must be like mid-80s, is mid -80s, it? Mid-80s, yeah. Over a thousand and they weren't, men. And they all. weren't... They weren't security as we know them now. They were bouncers back in they the day. They were bouncers, yeah. Please, listen. listen. Different ball game, all, all respect to every doorman yeah. that, 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 that puts the badge on today, right? Yeah. But you cannot yeah. put yourself in the same bracket yeah. as, as doorman of then. Agree. Yeah, well, there was just four people working on the Hippodrome. Yeah. You know, 2,000 people. Yeah. Right? You had two doormen outside. One doorman inside with his thousand downstairs and yeah. one doorman upstairs with his thousand. Yeah. And there was football violence yeah. out at the time. That's right. You know, there was two, two, three hundred. West Ham, West Chelsea Ham, fans come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two, three hundred. Newcastle fans yeah. not going back that night. Two, three hundred. Liverpool yeah. fans, two, three hundred, you know. And when you was in trouble, you didn't have a walkie-talkie to go, trouble exit number four, need a little bit of resistance, please. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or pass the baton and all yeah. that. You went, help me, yeah. and run in and done your bit. Yeah. yeah. You can never get another Lenny McLean. Mm. You will, I'm afraid you will never have another man mm. like Lenny McLean. He was because, a beast of a man. Oh, yeah, absolutely beautiful mm. in what he done, which was nightclub doorway fighting yeah. right in them days if you was a doorman and lost a fight the governor sacked you and got a better fighter yeah right and if you're not allowed now as a doorman to hit anyone back once mm. you're not allowed as soon as you hit him back once the governor's now got to give your name address yeah. blood group photograph yeah. to the cop where you're sacked and you're you never allowed to be yeah and yeah. Then, yeah cool and lenny yeah. mclean had four or five fights a night five nights a week for 20 fucking years yeah. Yeah. So by the time me and you bump into him, I'm yeah. on the way home. You're in trouble, mate. You understand? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he? Was he? Do you reckon he was the toughest man you know? You knew? Well, yeah, no, no. I tell you, he was. There's different styles of fighting, like yeah. different styles of football. You know, the long ball yeah. game, right? And for nightclub doorway fighting, yeah. where there's just you, another four in a tight space, four or five guys yeah. in a doorway. Yeah. Everything's game, the ashtray, the fire yeah. extinguisher, the chair, the yeah. you know, and you're normally outnumbered 20 to 1 with a 56-seater of rugby players pulled up. Yeah. The coaches drove off and then you go, you can't come in without a partner. Yeah. And they're going, well, the coaches has gone, we're coming in. And there's only <laughs> yeah. six here. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. In that situation, you need a Lenny McLean. You need a lump, yeah. The nearest yeah. thing to that... I'd have to say Roy Shaw. Roy Shaw, okay. Right? And, and, I, and I hate to say this because they're dead, but he was number two to him. In, the, in a nightclub doorway, yeah. I have never seen anything yeah. like Lenny McLean. Yeah. I've never seen anything go work like that. Actually, genuinely looked to me 
like he enjoyed a good smack in the mouth. Yeah. You know, I've seen him actually, someone get the drop on him. I walk past him and he's let him in and turn around and go, on the chin. Yeah. Boom, he went, lovely. <laughs> and just come well, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his hands were that big yeah. and he's six foot so and so. And, it, and he was a tasty bastard yeah. when he was just... 16, 16 and a half stone. He was a fantastic fighter at 16 and a half stone. Yeah. Then he got on the juice. 20 stone. And was 22 yeah, stone. That's right, yeah. So he was that good at 16. What the fuck is it, yeah. you know? And I no disrespect to bodybuilders. Half of my friends are bodybuilders. Yeah. But the fact you were that big does not necessarily mean you can have a row. Yeah, he had both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was that good when he weren't that yeah. big. Now he was that good and that big. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid an awful lot of people that can't have a row do the bodybuilding thing to make it look like they yeah, can. Yeah. Yeah, shave your head, get the black Range Rover. Yeah. You're never going to get another one of him. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the mid-80s, obviously football violence was massive. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. massive. It's funny to say that. Everyone's piling the nightclub. Bottles in hand, Budweiser bottles, everyone yeah. having tear-ups and just wanting to go out for a fight. Yeah, yeah. And then the rave scene come in. Yeah, well, of course. That is... How is that for you... From going from having a thousand men, everyone went wanting tear ups, and all of a sudden the ease ecstasy started coming in. What was that like well, for Well, it was you good a for a couple men? of years yeah. at the first couple of years because people were more into the enjoying it than realizing how much money you could get through selling these ease. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and I don't know if you want to go and check it out. What actually happened, why the rave scene took over so instantaneously, is the year it started and really happening, they changed every football. Stadium yeah. to all seated. seated. Yeah, unless you've been involved in going to a football match and standing at one end of the football field with another twenty thousand people, all with the same colour scarf yeah. on, going, "Ew!" Right? It's sexual. Yeah. It's um, six and a half days of the week. You're a greengrocer, but yeah. Saturday afternoon, be, you're yeah. a you, yeah, yeah, and and all of a sudden, someone's now you got to do it all sitting down in rows. It ain't not the same. Yeah, but someone went, "Oi, if you go out Saturday night." He said it's out the afternoon. All the other that went there can stand over there in that corner and still go, right? And take an knee. And if you're shy about, oh, I can't have a dance, don't worry about that. Because <laughs> we've invented a don't be shy pill. <laughs> right? You take that and you're not shy. In fact, you think you're fucking Fred Astaire. You're thinking the best dancer right? in the in world. In the world. <laughs> Get a, hey, listen, I'm on the top of the speaker and, and me shirt off. Get a load of this. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> that is really what happened and that's and it, and it was just so beautiful to watch yeah. you didn't have all that but and it was just an ex and they needed more doormen yeah and they needed more doormen for all these people kissing and loving up yeah. each other but then going to workers and and just actually carrying an knuckle duster or whatever tool it is you had to yeah. carry to go to work and there's a lot of people that go to work and have to carry a tool whether it be police officer prison officer yeah. policeman doorman then it, and then it turned into these people that were selling the pills rolling thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds yeah. per week yeah 20 pound it costs you not to be sure so were you letting dealers in and let them get away with it and taking the car uh of course yeah and yeah. then it ended up working out that it was easier for you to do the importing. You know, the door, the doorman run the the, 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 the drug scene, and it, it was a lot. It was very a financial gain to be running the doors of a club because you run all the all the money that came in there. So then it started other doorman had to be carrying a, a thing. You know, like carrying a shooter, carrying to a say, shooter because you are you you are doorman were earning hundred pound a night. Yeah. Now the pills are out there. They're going home with two grand a night yeah. sometimes, 1,500 quid a night, 1,000 yeah. pounds each a night. Yeah. Because you're letting all the people in to the club to buy the pills off the four, off the four dealers that you put in yeah. and you are 
are very publicly throwing out all the dealers that ain't yours, yeah. you know, and looking great to the yeah. actual police, you know, you're you're throwing them all out and all yeah. that confiscating all the stuff yeah. and everything, but it's it's making you an awful lot of money. So then it yeah. became uh, worthwhile to go and have a little takeover bid on doors, you yeah. know, I mean, doorman fighting for the yeah. fighting for the position to. Um, be running the thing and it weren't all done on the door on the nightclub doorway it was done in the afternoons around their house yeah. you know popping in kicking their door down and running in while they're sitting having breakfast with the kids and a bowl of rice krispies yeah. again you ain't doing the door no more yeah well next time I'm going to come in here is when you're going to work and you're a woman gets it. if you don't believe yeah. me alright watch yeah do you want to go work tonight and throw my geezers out yeah you know, it got no, it got naughty. It yeah. got a different level of violence coming, and and I'm afraid cocaine at the time was just a rich person's drug. Not a lot of people were doing the cocaine. That's right. It was the called time. the uppies drug back then. Yeah, all yeah. everyone done was had a puff. Yeah. If you got if you got caught with a packet of large risers in your pocket, yeah. that was <gasps> drug <laughs> drug addict. Yeah. You might as well be injecting heroin yeah. in the eye. <laughs> you know, large risers, really. Yeah. So, the, so let's let's go back to the rave scene. So yeah. when the rave scene come, I'm looking at sort of mid eighties, late eighties, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's when the twenty quid a pop was going in. And then when it the, the outdoor raves, what was that like for you? Were you doing the doors for the that outdoor? Was, raves? Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, five and ten thousand. Colton people. Leach was doing all the doors. Yeah, back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colton was a good friend of mine. Yeah. We were working together. I've yeah. used his man, he's used mine. We've done work to you know, um, centre force and and all that. That's right. Be- Beautiful. We've beautiful. had Andy on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's a top man. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, a top good, man. A good friend of mine. Yeah. And, and and I'm afraid I'm a big fan of his radio station. Yeah. Sent the force. Am I allowed to give that a plug? Of course, give it a plug. I've just come back from the Ukraine where we sent the force to all the way there and all the way yeah, home. And quality. by the time I come home, I was fucked. Yeah. My body was hurt when I was dancing away in the van. <laughs> I, I thought I'd had five rounds of Marvin Agler. But, but, so, um, so, what, so your, your main thing was having a thousand men. Putting a thousand men yeah. in different clubs and you taking your cut yeah, of yeah. what they're getting paid. But what no, what actually happened here is yeah. this. They're only dormant in the nighttime. Yeah. In the daytime, they're unemployed. So I was a job centre for a thousand big tasty bastards. Yeah. Now if you wanted your next door neighbour, shut up, your squatters thrown out, your car repossessed, your daughter's boyfriend give a clump, rent a clump. You wanted anything like that, yeah. Well, you wanted anything <laughs> like that done. Yeah, the doormen's the one to ask. Yeah, because yeah, you, you they don't do anything in the week. Because they don't do right, right. Weekend, so yeah. I became a job centre yeah. for naughty men. Hence the firm, yeah. company's fir- company's firm. Yeah. yeah, and without and and I'm in charge of it. And I had Indians, Pakistanis, Protestants, Catholics, Blacks, White, Polish, Russian. I had the old lot on my, on my little thing. There was no prejudice against yeah. anyone. You was on my little firm, you're on my little firm. Yeah. You know what I mean, old, young, northern, whatever. So I had them up and down the country. And this is all before. So your weapon of choice was the mobile phone. Absolutely. Rather than a shooter or anything else. Oh, you yeah. beat it on the head. Yeah. If I say anything cockier than this, I doubt it. But if there was any problem I have or had in my life, yeah. right, if you let me get my mobile phone, I promise you, yeah. right, I'll fuck you. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. Wherever it is, whoever it is, whatever. If you let me get to that, right? The days of the best fighter is the one in charge. That's a bit Conan the Barbarian. It's what you know and yeah. who you know yeah. and where you can get it and how quick you. It's all on the phone. Yeah. And that's that. So if you were in forte. Newcastle on a Sunday, yeah. 9 a.m., yeah. Do you reckon within I'm a five safe minutes? As a, yeah, safe yeah, as yeah, as yeah, as yeah. Safe as houses. Definitely, yeah. I could have one or two in five you minutes. Went to, you went to Belfast. On exactly a the same. Tuesday, three p.m. Yeah. 
Exactly, so I'm yeah. be very good in Belfast, yeah. and actually I'll be very good in Newcastle. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not very strong over there. You get but your London, favorite London, London, yeah, yeah but mainly. But yeah. as soon as the um, and that's all before internet, Facebook, yeah. and all of this computerized yeah. world. What we're doing now, you know, and that's before all of that. Christchurch would have happened to, and I should have been dead if it ever. Mm. All I was doing now was out. Have you ever been in a position where you've gone? I'm about to lose my life. On, 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 on a few occasions. How, how, many, how many times? On a few occasions. I'm afraid I've been there when people have lost their life and it was only that far away from shooting me. You know, had I been one step that way, it would have been me. Where were yeah. you? What year? Um, I was in um, Amsterdam and it was 20 odd years ago. I've had three or four shots at me. I've got one shot in my leg where it blew, blew an hole through, through my leg in Peckham. I've, I've sat and cried all the three people that died with stab wounds and a million others that got better. I have, you know, I've been in the position where where my life was in danger. It's cocky as this may sound. If it's the first time it happens to you, someone jump out on you and put a gun on you, mm. it's terrifying. Mm. But the next time it ain't as scary mm. and the next time it ain't as scary. And I'm a cocky little mouthy, what's mm. the name? And the more scared I get, the more funnier and what's the name I'll get yeah. because being funny and whatever, it hides everything. Yeah. It hides everything. I've always got something to say. I'll rabbit myself into yeah. and out of a load of trouble. And Do you think by, by chatting, having your chat, you can diffuse the moment as well? Uh, uh, 100%. Yeah. Listen, the geezer jumped out at me once at the, at, at the Hippodrome where I'd thrown him out or helped to throw him out through the side exit. He'd actually run out to the car. <sighs> done a pipe and then come running around to the front with a, with an handgun and go, ah, screaming and shouting. And they've just gone, Courtney down to the, uh, to the, <laughs> to the main. Didn't tell me what it was. Yeah. Didn't tell me what it was. Yeah. Bless their little hearts. Yeah. And I've gone running into the foyer and he's there standing there like that. And you can tell by someone's eyes whether you're in trouble or not. Yeah, okay. Forget the size. Yeah. And you're going, where's all your mates now? Now what are you going to do? Now what are you going to do? And he's just about to pull the trigger and I'm thinking, I can't even hide anywhere. Yeah, I can't hide. I'm too close. And so I quickly just turned me back. I went, you're famous for shooting me in the back. Shoot me in the back. And I'm walking like John Cleese, big steps, yeah, that, that way. Yes. Get famous to shoot me in the back. And you've only got to drop a little seed in there. And he's going, turn around, turn around. I went, no, shoot me in the back, shoot me in the back. And I'm walking double fast, you know. <laughs> got around the corner. Needed a new pair of white fronts yeah, that night, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so being in that world, you just that was just you. You're a character. But you, I can also see in your eye that you can flip if you need to change direction straight away. Yeah, I think you're born with that. You yeah. can't learn that. You can't say um, the classrooms are too packed. There was no green areas for me to play on. Yeah. I was watching video games or the rapping thing. Yeah. Made you be like that. Yeah. I can see where why you can be coaxed into trying to be in that world if, if, if you're not. But you're born that way, I'm afraid. Yeah. The older you get, the better you are at controlling it. Yeah. But at 20 and, and up to 20, 28 and that, you you can't. You can flip and be as naughty as you have mm, to be. Mm. And if you are in charge of an awful lot of other people and your behaviour reflects on everyone else and what I did, the knock-on effect would, 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 would affect all them people, then you have to start dishing out violence. You have to be very clever with it. You know what I mean? It's very easy to go bum, 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 yeah. but you have to pay the dividends later. If all of a yeah. sudden my son came home with all his front teeth in a bag, yeah. whether it was his fault or not, whatever doorman done that, yeah. he's in serious fucking egg. Yeah. Whether it was his fault or not. And whoever you go bang to has got a dad, a brother, yeah. his sister yeah. goes out with... You know, so you've yeah. got to be very careful yeah. today who you decide to start mm. throwing the right hand at. Mm. 
You understand me? And I've got known really for, well, if they probably did it, that geezer had to earn it because I will bend over backwards double for you before I have to go to that. But if I mm. go to that, I'll do that. And I've got no, I can sleep at night with it. I've got no um, regrets on it because it's your fault. Yeah. I was more than enough with you. So you were proper game in your 20s and 30s and 40s. Yeah. And probably that was most probably my, um, my, my your peak era of being from game. 30 to 45 was most probably my... The top of my game, yeah. I was earning good, fantastic money. That gives you what a little sort extra of, spring What sort of step. wedge do you reckon you're earning a week at your peak? Don't sound an awful lot now, you know what I mean? 10 grand, it don't sound an awful well, lot. It's a lot back then in the in the early 90s and 90s. Yeah, and yeah, I was, I, was, I was doing 10 grand a week and then there was there was little coups that you're on where you're earning 50 and 100 grand every now and then, mm. you know what I mean? So, What were you doing for your pound note to earn such big money back then? Yeah, you know, I've, I've done a few post offices, a few okay. petting offices and, yeah. and all that, you know. Robbing uh, banks, robbing post offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so many banks, but post offices and betting offices are a lot easier. You know what I mean? A betting office at half past three in the afternoon on Grand National Day, you yeah. can get more out of that <laughs> than you can with a bank. How would you go in? Go in there. You just go. Well, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm teeing this up. What did you fancy in the morning, or do you gear it no, up? No, so no. I'm normally, going... normally, I'll, I'm cleverer than that. Mm. I'm a lot cleverer than that. I'll actually have someone inside waiting for me, knowing I'd be in at that time. They'd have it all wrapped up, waiting for me. I'd walk in like that. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. I've gone in to do it one day, not realising how many fucking people were in the betting office, yeah. not realising at all. So as I've kicked the door down, pulled up outside, as I've kicked the door down, it's hit someone and shut in my face. I'm standing in the middle of the road with the thing and the valley on, like, wow. <laughs> so I've had to open the door again and they've all got their back to me looking at the telly going, ah, ah, so I'm going, everywhere. no one can hear a fucking word I'm saying. They're not even looking at me. I'm standing <laughs> at the back of the queue. So I've let one in the roof. It weren't my it weren't my um, tool. So I've let one in the roof. And what they don't know is where it's gone, ba-boom, I've let both off. So it's fucking empty. It's empty. And I've gone like that. It's made a big hole in the floor. And everyone's like, screaming, all moved back. But even moving back, it's only left me a, a gap of about four foot. Anyone reaching out and grabbing me could have, and there's the bird at the end going, you know, it's in a bag, wait, I'm waiting for you. And I'm going, everyone's up, move back, move back. There's one bloke up at the front still going, looking at the first tellies on the counter, I'm going, shut it, mate, shut it, get back, get back. But it's empty, and I'm now in the middle of the shop walking to I'm thinking, if anyone grabs me, I'm fucked, I'm fucked, and I'm thinking, why not do it and all that shit. The geezer's still at the front going, so I've got to the car, grabbed the and I'm with it. I banged him around the ear hole with it, going, oh, shut up, you bum. He went, hey, hey, man, yeah, he's deaf and dumb. Oh, no. He was just shouting at the telly, he's oh, a no. deaf and dumb. Right. <laughs> I walked back out, got in the car and shut off. But I've done some of that. I'm afraid of uh, my biggest crime around the um, narcotic world is introducing people to people when things happened, yeah? I was in the special unit for that for a five million pound importation of cocaine allegation, which I was found not guilty for, but I was in the special unit at Belmarsh for a year, which is like- So you say they put you in the special unit, they put you away well, it's for a, prison, a year, did yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I've done five and a half years yeah. in my life in prison yeah. for things that I eventually was found not guilty for. Right? I've got a year for that on remand, got not guilty. I've got nine months for that and got not guilty. I had eight months on remand for that, got not guilty. I had three or four, six months and got not guilty. So you've had it. like five or six not guilties? Uh, five or six. You, I've had heard. 20 odd not guilties, <laughs> which is like you can't get another Lenny McLean. You yeah. can't get another Dave Courtney in court. And I'll tell you why. How do you because get away with the, that? I'll tell you exactly. Yeah. The invention of the computer 
fucked it for people like me. Because okay. right now, the first rule book in a courtroom is if there is an element of doubt, you have to go not guilty. Right? We right. can be guilty of letting a guilty man go, but we can't be guilty of putting an innocent man yeah. in. Yeah. Right? And all you need for an element of doubt is five or six friends. Every time I went and done a little bit of work, I brought four or five witnesses with me. Yeah. You and your wife, you and your wife as witnesses for me. So by the time I've done my bit and left, the police turn up and say, right, no one wants to be a witness. The only ones left are my four. Yeah. Right? And you're saying a big, tall, ginger, black bloke left on horseback that way. Me and Walter had on his forehead. Yeah? <laughs> and if they do catch me, the four witnesses go, no, they weren't him. Yeah. Right? But the, but the, better, the better thing is I'd have 10 people yeah. who would go to court and swear to tell the truth, tell the truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God, and go... He was with me that night, yeah. or, you know, and that would have to be an element of doubt or I'd have 20 people yeah. say that. And so two you, of them are special policemen, hold it. Yeah. But now, if you get caught and you pull up some witnesses, the judge just goes, right, well, on your Facebook, every single person you've picked up as a witness is your mate. They couldn't do right. that then. Yeah. There was no knowledge that yeah. you knew that bloke from yeah. Liverpool, that geezer from Margate, that geezer from... Yeah, there was no knowledge of that. But now there's a Facebook yeah. and everyone's got all their mates on it. Everyone that would actually go court for you yeah. is on your Facebook. Yeah, as your mate. There's photographs of you like that with all the other people that would normally go to court and defend you. So this is all pre-2008. Yeah, 2008 yeah, yeah. was the yeah, Facebook Yeah, of, of course, it was all pre And even, yeah. even before you go back again, when you were doing robberies and stuff, there's no CCTV, right? There's nothing. Listen, you could walk into the into a bank and there's a few old ladies there about... This is in the late 90s. There's a few old ladies sitting there with a bit six inches of glass. And in her tray, she had 80 grand. In her tray, she had 120 grand. In her tray, there was 60 grand. You know, when I first started, there weren't even Bartley cars and checkbooks yeah. and all that. Work. It was all money, money. Yeah. Big sign on the back wall saying, no, have a go, heroes. Mm. Right? You took the money and run off. And the only chance you had is getting caught is if there was a copper outside the door when you run out. Yeah. And if he was standing there, he'd chase you down the road with a fucking whistle. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. <laughs> well, right? Or yeah, he yeah, made yeah. a phone call and there was a Wolseley hot on your ass 20 minutes yeah. later. You know, like, wow, or a little 1100. You know what I mean? Like, that is it. And who wouldn't do yeah. that as a living on that? Yeah. And like anything, like robbing a bank, shooting someone, anal, it's easier the next time, is yeah. it? The next time, it's, it's you didn't even have to save up yeah. because it was so easy to go out. And do it again when you yeah. run out of money. Then you don't have to go work because you're earning that much money. So you, in police's eyes, you're a professional criminal. Yeah. But you don't want to go work. So yeah. you can go out every night if you want. And what was your lifestyle like back then? Well, I had a Rolls Royce. My wife had a Rolls Royce. You know, my children were took, um, went to work. I had a couple of Ollie Davisons. It was, I had three or four months a year in Tenerife. Yeah. I was blessed. Yeah. And just go yeah. back there. Tell me about your wife, Jenny. When did yeah. you meet? When did you meet Jenny? I met Jenny. I was running a place called the Fitness Centre in um, in London, and I employed her. She's got an identical twin sister yeah. to be dancers. I'd never met her. Someone that was running all the things for me. What year, her. roughly, year, Dave? Um, this is when all the, all the nightclubs shut at two and three o'clock in London. So you tell me what year it was. Ninety-two, late eighties, or whatever, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, this, this club opened at 12 at night, but in London, all the nightclubs are finishing at three and four, yeah. two and three o'clock. In the West End, yeah. 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 So by the time I got there, it was already going two or three hours. I bought railway arches and all that and, that and was yeah. doing all that. 
I went to America you bought, with. You bought the arches, did you? I bought the arches. Did yeah, you? yeah, yeah. In John Ruskin Street, in in just off Woolworth Road. Mm. Just explain I to the listeners to what the arches was like. Oh wow! Mm. Stop it! I'm getting on. Mm. Go on. Yeah, it was um, it was railway arches. Yeah. The acoustics in a railway arch is fantastic. Yeah. The way it's built in that is fantastic. There was a great big, there was big cars up on the wall with the DJ in it and, and playing it, and it was where everyone was acid, yeah. acid, acid. Yeah. And, yeah, and and they couldn't stop cuddling each other. And I was employing Fabio and Groove Rider and um, Danny Ramplin and Paul Olkenspold for thirty five quid a night. Yeah. You understand what I mean? It was. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah, quality. Right? And all they wanted to do is go in there and, you know, we've had things like, I'm afraid, people die in a nightclub, mm. right? And it had backdrops then. So what you do is just leave him against the wall, put the backdrop over him, have a doorman stand beside him to let one finish dancing and going home. Because if they stopped the club and went to someone here dead, right, the chances of you ever... License, yeah. was it, you, well, you never had a licence, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. You just waited for everyone to go home and then just bring him out and put him outside someone else's pub. You know what I mean? You just, you know, you wouldn't ruin the night, would you? And it was, I went out to um, New York with Richard Branson at the time and he came back and opened heaven and I opened the arches. And the reason being, the reason being weren't the ease, it was the first time I had ever seen people buying bottles of water. Yeah. Five quid a pop. It was the first yeah. time I'd ever yeah. seen. Because yeah. I come from an era where everyone was drinking light and bitters. You yeah. know, if you walked up to the counter and went, uh, three bottles of water, two lemon juices, a Ribena and an orange juice, you'd get punched in the fucking head <laughs> just for actually saying it. You know what I mean? Like, and then you can have ice with that. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I, I'd never seen four deep at the bar people buying water, yeah. chipping one bottle <clears throat> over their head and drinking the other bottle. Yeah. And I couldn't get... Yeah, my head round it. You know, what I mean, mm. I couldn't um, sweat dripping from the ceilings. Wasn't of it? course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It was literally dripping from the ceiling, and yeah. I didn't know. Listen, I actually sprayed my ceilings black, and then with a paintball gun, which had silver paint, I done stars on it, which I thought looked really good yeah. in the day. <laughs> it looked fantastic when I done it until you get six, seven hundred people in there all night sweating, yeah. and then it was all black sweat <laughs> coming dropping, <laughs> dropping onto you. You know, I mean, we didn't have a, we didn't have um. No way of putting toilets, and in a railway arch, you're not allowed to bang a na- uh, uh, put a nail in the wall down there, you know, mm. by law. But we got a digger in, and we just dug the biggest hole in the middle of the nightclub you ever see, broke into a main sewer, and put a little tube down to it, so and then, then put the toilets in. But every time it rained, all the sewer came up oh, and bounced, no. bounced. If you couldn't dance, you stood on the manhole, and that just all <laughs> bobbled it with the vibrations, made you look like the, be- the best mover in the world. But it ended up with shit coming out of the fucking thing all over the floor, but no one knew it was so black. And it was black raindrops falling on you from the roof. You understand what I mean? The paint was all yeah, driven yeah. off the roof. What was the, what was the movement then from the, from the ecstasy to the cocaine then? Um, the that that, that brought then? darkness, I'm afraid, yeah. to the rave scene. Yeah. Yeah. The love and the cuddling. And they, I think they openly called it the love drug. That's what it's called on the news. You know what I mean? They say you take one of these pills, you either die or end up shagging everyone in the room. That yeah. was the advert that yeah. the E had at the yeah. time. I mean, that was a love drug, yeah. which, which it was. But then, um, like anything else in the world, the more use it gets, the cheaper it becomes. Yeah. And cocaine become uh, affordable to people. And it became the main narcotic uh, f- financial earner yeah. in the country. And yeah. I'm afraid there is honour among thieves and naughty men. Yeah. But there's no honour among drug dealers. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, the amount of money you make doing that, and half of the people I know are, do do that as a living. Mm. I'm not knocking them in the slightest. I can, I, I, I can understand why they're involved in that world because of the financial rewards. Yeah. But me personally, it's not about me anymore because yeah. you, you're not dealing with honourable people. Mm. If just grassing somebody up for what he's doing stops you having to pay him a million pound that you owe him, mm. a lot of things go out the window. Yeah. And then the whole world that you're involved in is infested with informants. Yeah. So the only way you can avoid that is don't do it. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. And haven't done for 20 odd years because I won't get involved in anything yeah. anyone can lolly me up for because I know they're out there. I've been accused of it myself. Mm. Yeah, I've got arrested for um, working with a bank copper. Anyone that was a criminal in my day, you had a bank copper. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm afraid that's that's true. And when he got caught, he went, no, I'm not giving Dave any information. Um, so he got, what did he get he, caught he for? He got caught for setting up some bird of cocaine right. so that an husband would win a custody battle. Right. Right. And when they went um, and they caught him putting the cocaine in and all that, he went around and raided and found the cocaine. And then while all that was going on, the husband won the custody battle. That was right. the plan. But they was waiting for him to do it, filmed him putting the drugs in and all that. And, he went, and so they said to him, why did you raid that house? He went, my informant told me. So I said, well, who's your informant? So he didn't have one, did he? Because was, yeah. he was doing it as a job. Yeah. So he's come around to me and went, I, I don't know this is all real. He just went, I've got caught talking to someone. I've just got caught talking to you. So Ben Copper, who you were bunging, got, yeah, yeah, got, yeah, got yeah. caught up in he, this. Listen, he, he, yeah, he, he, he got the bulletproof vest for Roy Shore. He's got Joe Pyle out of trouble. He's got Freddie Foreman out of trouble. They all know him. He's, yeah. a, he's a friend of mine. But I got a tape recorder in him and filmed it and made a thing of him going, it's absolutely nothing to do with Dave Courtney. I just need an excuse to go why he's, I'm in his company. That's what he told me. Okay. That's what he told me, but he was already under observation. So you got caught up in this or something? It's nothing I've to got, do with you. Fuck all to do with me. Nothing. And when he got caught, he went, uh, look, there's all pictures of you with Dave Courtney or Ben Copper. And he went, no, no, he's working for me. They jumped on that because at the time I was running for Lord Mayor. What they did is for eight months, he was going, not guilty, not guilty, yeah. I'm paying Dave. But I had video proof and I'd taped him. I'd bugged myself and taped him with everything he said. Yeah. The police had that. When they arrested me, I went, no, 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 I'm not working with him. Look, he's working with me. Yeah, I can't get arrested. So you for... gave him the tape to look at. But the fa yeah, but for eight months, they, he went not guilty. And on the day the court started, he went guilty. So he never had to go to court. But they had eight months to go, court, he might be a grass, court, he might be a grass. And that knocked my popularity oh, on the head. There was no more filming for Dave, no more magazine work. No more running with Lord Mayor. Because of him? No. Yeah, because of him. Is he still and the there's still people that run him. I don't know where he is, 20 odd years ago, isn't he? It, uh, it, it still hurts me, but it's nothing I can do about it. When they say, oh, I've heard that court is a grass, I've heard them a grass, it hurts me not, but that must be That must be no, the most painful who? thing, right? Of course right? it is. Yeah. The word of me, I'll be a bit, I, my answer to it is one word. Who? Who? Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. But who? What? I said, Dave Courtney's a grass, really? Who did he grass up? Well, I don't know, I just heard he was. Well, what did he grass up? Because he... Cause oh, I don't he, know, I just heard he was. Is that because for eight months that he didn't speak he up? He didn't speak up, oh, and, then, and the police knew that. It was, the, it was the better of two evils. He was going to get guilty anyway. It's my only day. I was at the Old Bailey and got found not guilty and the copper got five and a half year. That was a very wow. sexy day for me. Wow. But it, Is that it, when you it, turned it, up in court with the justice outfit? With the court outfit? Just outfit. Court and, and banged him, yeah, yeah, knocked him out. And you knocked him out in court? Yeah, right. What he was saying about me, had it been believed, I would have been shot. I would have yeah, actually been shot had it been believed. I didn't know whether I was going to make the actual court date because what he was saying about me is a... Uh, a killable offence, if, yeah. if, if it be true. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you? Who were you telling then in the underworld? Going, hold on a minute, I don't know where this has come from. Did you see no, no, people no, no. Like, get hold of? On, on the day I was arrested yeah. and done my tapes, all of the tapes that I'd done, that I, I said behind the door, I gave one to Freddie Foreman, Charlie Richardson, Frankie Fraser, Tony Lambriano, Roy Shaw. They all knew exactly what I'd done. Right? And if Charlie Bronson, Ronnie and Reggie Cray, Lenny McLean, Roy Shaw, Joey Paul, Charlie Richardson, all know I'm all right. I don't give a monkey yeah. what some guys are in the pub down in the East End wants yeah. to go, cool as you got, I yeah. don't care. Whatever, yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if Arsenal won the FA Cup 50 years on the trot, every Tottenham support would still go, wet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's nothing I can do about yeah. that. But what it did do long term is hurt me on the popularity front. Yeah. You know, I, was, I, was, I thought I was going places in the old film game and the. Yeah. So this is yeah. the early 2000s? This is the early 2000s. Did you write, was that when your book was coming? I was cut, yeah, the book came out while I was actually nicked for that. I thought, thank you. But it still became a number one bestseller. Yeah. And it, what was that called? Stop the Ride, I Want to Get Off. Yeah. Best book I've ever done because after doing the Cray Twins funeral. Yeah, back in 95. Ronnie Cray's, yeah, what, Ronnie you organised it in 1995, is that right? I can't remember the year, yeah. No, no, How did you get asked to do that? Because I was, I was friends with him at the time. Mm. I was a good mate of his. I was running all the dormant. I didn't want to know who this Dave Courtney fellow was. And yeah. I, I was, I was, my lady was a set of twins. I, I yeah. employed this little woman yeah. right, in, in the, in the um, fitness centre. Yeah. I finished the club at three o'clock, so I'm nicely buzzing along. And I come home and in my club on the stage was the owniest, <laughs> I promise you, the owniest, sexiest, pair of twins you had ever seen yeah. black but because you know there is a thing with twins you know they've got this little connection yeah. they're little sexy dancers as well yeah their dancing is you know how they can do the things together where they mm. know who's, who's going to be what it yeah. was just absolutely spellbinding right and i said to her look on the first day i met her i don't know if you're married you can i said i want you she went but well, i won't tell you what said about that but i said i want you i said no no i said i want to keep you i want you I fell in love with it. Mills and Boone, I know that's really stupid. Instantly. Yeah, in, on, on the spot, yeah, yeah which, was a, which was a very different thing for a London skinhead white yeah. to do. In those years. In them years, girl, yeah. to go, I'm now going out of a blackbird yeah, yeah. at the time. Right? I mm. promise you that. Mm. You know, I'm mm. not trying to do it for a flag no, waving blood bow yeah, yeah, yeah. But it weren't like that, you yeah. know what I mean? There was, you know, it, it was quite and you tiny. Didn't care. And I, well, I, I didn't give a monkey. Yeah. She turned into 51% of Dave Courtney. Went to prison for me, was with me with all of my things, would go guilty if it was, if it meant me not going. You know, she was, you know, she, her words to me was, listen, I know what you're doing. I'm plasticine for you. Build me into whatever you want. I'll be that. Right? Wow. 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 And I built that. You know, that's my biggest and only regret. Um, how, in long life. You, how long were you ever for? 20 odd years. Why did you split up? Um, I was a bit too handy with me hand one day and give her a slap around the chops. Okay. Yeah. That ended but my, up. Yeah, of course it did, yeah. But like, my biggest and what's name regret, we're still beautiful friends now. We've got babies together. I've got my own kids with her and all that, you know. But at the time, I made a mistake, yeah. Mm. I pay for it every day. Yeah. I pay for it every day. Do you wish you were still with her now? <laughs> Don't make me say that in the yeah. air. But of course. Yeah, there is no chance. Well, she, she's happy in early relationships. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, as happy as I can be in mine. Mm. But I'll never get enough one of them. You know, yeah. you know the one that's yeah. the one, and that was the one. And I 
made myself fucked up and that was my biggest regret. It made me do, it made me brave. Because when I first met her, she was a ragger. That was a proper little, yeah. what's it name, person. That kept my feet on the ground. Because as long as I could come home every day yeah. and tell her what I'd done and not be embarrassed of it, yeah. that stopped me going over the top because yeah. she would tell me exactly what's wrong. Right. I was like, you done what? She'd pipe oh, me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. You know, yeah. She wouldn't let me be a bully. She wouldn't yeah. let me do that. She wouldn't let me, yeah, you wouldn't do it as long as I could keep and tell her what everything was about. Mm. How did she, know? when did she get a nick for you? Took her guilty. Um, I got that when I got caught with anything in my house, she was mine. You know, and she was the oniest person I'd ever met. You know, she liked ladies too. We were running swingers clubs, you know what I mean? She, she, uh, her, her rules were... How old was she when you met her? When you, uh, 19. How old, how old were you? 19, I was 29. Okay. Uh, and her rules were, listen, stop it because I was going to start crying. Her, her rules were this, you can fuck anything you want, just have a nice week if you want, but bring it home and we both do it. Right? I'm happy with that. Right? I'm happy with that. But don't ever let me find out, I love you because your brain, yeah. that I've offered you two for nothing, that you sneaked off on your own, yeah. went to an hotel, bought a gram of Charlie, bottle of champagne, and had, and made me a laughing stock in front of some fucking dopey bird yeah. on your own, yeah. when you could have come home and done it for fuck all. Yeah. Don't ever let me find that one out. Yeah. Yeah? What did silly bollocks do? Yeah. Of course, I, you know, I fucked that up and all, yeah. didn't I? You understand cool. me? Of course I did. Shut what was up. Going, what was going through your mind thinking, hold on, I've got... I had I've, years, I had 20 odd years of that. I built a nightclub in my back garden. I had amples of money. We was running around the world. We was touring America on tour. We was doing Europe. I was living in Tenerife after time. I was doing security for a lot of load of women that had gone out there for a month to America to Chats, uh, Chatsworth. And uh, they were making blue films and I was looking after them. They was living in a big... Um, Winnie Bago, they was hiring out villas that were, that were gated and walled up. It was the um, premises of where they were making the films and they was going all around America. And I was looking after a lot of, a lot of porn stars. And there was a man out there called Guy who owned Sin City at the time and I got on friendly with him. And and the porn world's a really funny old world, just, just, just really funny. I was going, oh, wow, man, you know, I'd love to make a blue film. Do you want to make a blue film, man? When it's the easiest fucking thing in the world. He said, go over there, get an test. He said, 45 minutes, you come back here, you'll be shagging whatever bird you want in the next hour and a half. I'm like, well, I'm in America. I went, oh, no, I couldn't do it because I had Dave Courtney and all that. Everyone would know. He went, I'll make you a guarantee. He goes, I'll guarantee you that the film will never leave America because it's going to be into a hotel porn channel. And that, that's got no, um, no, no, you can't video record it. You can't take it up. It's just down the porn channel in a hotel. And if no one goes in a hotel, you know, and it never leave this country, I went, Fucking hell, so I went over there, I had an AIDS test, and I come back, and it's like a catalogue. You know the catalogue? You used to buy things off the catalogue. Yeah. All these different birds you got, like, and you have her, you can have her, you can have her and her, you can do her, her and her, and she do her, and I'm like, fucking kidding as well, couldn't fucking believe it. I'm fucking, you know. No, no one was ever going to know it was going to be in, a, in, a, in an American hotel that could never come off the actual yeah. thing, right? Well, I don't know that what he's saying is it's going in a an hotel group, it's going in the Great Westerner Hotel, which is every fucking hotel in America. Well, I got a, I just was somehow, I didn't know that. Anyway, so five years later, four or five years later, we go out there to what, to, to, as, a, as a witness for Joey Pyle, who is my mentor. He was, he built Dave Courtney. Uh, you know, he was my naughty man mentor. And, um, and grew me up, and, you know, and he was, he was my Freddie Foreman, Ronnie Reggie, he was my, Anyway, so he's got married, and he's got married in the Treasure Island Hotel. Now, this is no silly 
Las Vegas, Elvis kind of cheap city wedding. Inside yeah. the Treasure Island Hotel, there's a fucking cathedral. Yeah. Like, it's a cathedral. It's gold inlaid red. It's absolutely mental. It's yeah. only three grand. And, and just before we went, just before we went down to Vegas, right, when we went to, when we went to, we popped in to see this other fella, this guy, and he gave us two chips, two 500 pound chips. He goes, if you're going to Vegas to get married, we went over and saw this guy with a pong thing. And I'm with Jenny, right? So, so no one's told her nothing about this. It's five years before. Uh, we go there to this wedding. We've both got a 500 pound chip. I spunk mine and it's gone. I'm sitting over, he gets married this day, it's a really beautiful day, and she went, how much is it? It's only three grand to get married. It's only three grand, 25 minutes. You know, look, it's the most beautiful church yeah. I've ever seen. So he didn't go, so I said, oh, I'd find out if I'd known, I'd have, I'd have done that and married her. So all right, just saying it, just saying yeah, it. Yeah. Right? Not that I didn't want to marry her. Right? Not that I didn't want to marry her, but then he goes downstairs, sticks his chip on a thing, wins three and a half grand. Right? <laughs> Comes upstairs, knocks on the bedroom door. She opens the door and I'm standing behind her. He went, you still want to get married? And I went, yeah, yeah. of course you get married. He went, here's the money, get married tomorrow. <laughs> you, can get, you, can get the, you can get the wedding license yeah. in the hotel. Yeah. Right? They actually do drive-through divorces in America. How fucking weird is that? <laughs> How mental is that? They go, right? And the cab drivers go, it's the best case, the best job to get because there's one cab there, two cabs home. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So... Oh, we we then that's that's just the story. So we end up getting married the next day, right? All the thing and all that. Blah, blah, blah. They changed our suite to the honeymoon suite, which is a massive big round vibrating bed. He's in the room next door to me. It's just fantastic. So she's lying in the bed, nothing on. I've been married six hours, six hours, <laughs> right? She's put on the porn channel, and all of a sudden it went. They've got the English gangster in. And I'm trying to dive onto the bed to grab the telecontrol, but the bed's too big and it's a water bed and it's vibrating and I couldn't get the telecontrol quick enough before she's turning it up. Right? And there it is, me, oh in a blue film on my wedding night in the hotel on my fucking wedding night. Right? If there is a God, I'll be right? oh, Jesus Christ, man. So that was the worst time I ever got caught. So as you can imagine, visually it was the most beautiful wedding in the world. Yeah. The night time weren't the best only in the world. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I got caught like that. Oh my God. Uh, I'm sorry, babe, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quality. What and she was with me through my hardest times, yeah. getting shot, waiting for me in prison. Had I been found guilty of that five million pound of cocaine, I was getting 25 year. Yeah. So she's waited for me while I was in there for all them for that one and for the other five and a half years, she's waited, always been honest, always done the right thing. You understand what I mean? So um, 51% of me. Yeah. And do you think that cocaine and champagne mixed was a big instigator for you going off and doing all that? It didn't help. Mm. You know what I mean? Being off your trolley and birds throwing themselves at you and yeah. having free, you know, everyone wanted, I was getting paid 500 quid to go to a club. Yeah. Just to actually go in there and have a drink with a few of me pals, I was giving me a monkey. Yeah. So it looked like it was theirs, or giving me hotel suites and giving me rental Rolls Royces or yeah. villas to go on holiday to. To mm. you know, what I mean, I had Brad Pitt stay at my house when they filmed Snatch. Um, Vinnie Jones played me in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He actually played me. Yeah. They were my stories. It was my thing, you know. Jay Z. 
the cover of his first album, um, Blueprint, yeah. it's my photo. Yeah. They took a picture of me doing a, a speech at the Oxford Union and it was an aerial shot where, and he thought that was really funny. It was in a book called The Firm, which went big in America. Yeah. And he thought that was really funny, a convicted felon speaking, becoming a don at the Oxford Union, teaching future parliament how to behave. He yeah. thought that was really funny. So he'd done a replica of the same photograph and put himself there and called it Blueprint, a black guy instead of a white guy. Yeah. And um, like, like denied it, paid, paid the money for it to be done and denied it. But it's all coming out now and uh, Fat Man Scoop is now doing the documentary about that. Yeah, Fat Man Scoop played at my festival, Bournemouth Sevens. Oh, good, isn't Very he? Good. Ain't he oh, good? <laughs> he had the crowd eating out of his hands. No, no, a professional, um, yeah, mate. A professional entertainer. Yeah. Let's go back to that '95. When you got the deal to put on Ronnie Cray's security for his funeral, how yeah. did that come about? Well, it came about that I'd actually met Ronnie and Reggie Cray quite a lot then. I'd become their arms and legs while I was in prison. I didn't know them beforehand. I'm only 63. Yeah, but I met them when I was in there and um, when they were in there. And I'd done a lot of things. I mean, in the world that I was in then, I didn't think it was going to go into the entertainment world, yeah, at all, or the, soup, the, the celebrity world. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I thought it was just a naughty boy world mm. I was destined for, and I was doing very well at that. Mm. And being associated with the Cray Twins was Massive. an asset, yeah, an asset yeah. for me. And I was down visiting them all the time, and I, um, Charlie Cray come and stayed at my house, lived at my house for six months. I was actually a witness. I was a character reference in Charlie Cray's last court case. And uh, the two identical twins that I was... Jennifer was, was what my yeah. wife was one of them. Yeah. Done a record called They Took the Rap. It was a rapping record That's and right. it was about the twins. Yeah. And so I went up to meet them. We become good friends. I've done all sorts of things for them, as you can imagine. Yeah. And um, when Ronnie died, the funeral parlor got threatening phone calls saying, you know, not everyone's a Craterman fan. Yeah. Um, we're going to set light to the gap tonight. So they've got in touch with Reggie Cray at the yeah. prison and gone, what are we going to do about that? They allowed him a phone call late at night, so he's rung me and went, Dave, I need some security to mm -hmm. sleep in the funeral parlour at night. To be perfectly, perfectly yeah. honest with you, it was a lot easier for me to find 150, 60 blokes on the day to do the security than there. it was to find four blokes to sleep in there with me all night. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah, the ghosts, the ghosts are scary anyway with the ghost yeah. of Ronnie Cray. Well, man. Yeah. But I was in there. So was, you were at peak then. What age were you when you got asked to do this, with bring 150 men from all around the UK? Uh, that's another only experience for me. I, I can't remember at what age I was then. Check the check the um, oh, what late twenties, thirties, thirty odd, yeah. 30, okay, I was in, I was peaking at the time. Yeah, I was okay. in my peak, and um, I then called down a, a group of men that were 150 people, which I thought were the tasted people I know. They were the Mr. Dave Courtney, there was the Mr. Manchester, Mr. Liverpool, Mr. Glasgow, Mr. Brighton, Mr. Newcastle, Mr. Yeah. Gravesend, you know, yeah. everyone that came down had their own criminal CV, yeah. right? And because three quarters of a million people turned up at Ronnie Cray's funeral, yeah. they all dropped their guard for the day because a lot of these people didn't get didn't on. Like, they're yeah. all they're all different firms yeah. from different parts of the country with different beliefs. And you know, the last time he shot him, he shot his last time he saw him, he shot his brother, and all sorts of things. But on that one day, because I was burying the monarch of the British underworld, yeah. it was a very scary time for the police. And because I'm a silly, mouthy bastard, that you know when they say you can cut your tongue out? What, at a certain I'd, time? Yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah, I had yeah. meetings with me, Charlie Cray, um, 
to Paul Condon and all that all in the room talking about the security. And I was saying, we do this, we do that. And I went, look, I said, there's going to be that many people here. Um, they're not policemen fans, you know, they're gangsters, would be gangsters, have been gangsters, want to be gangsters, gangster fans, yeah. you know, they're not. And if the, the church only holds 250 people, mm. do you know, to let in and who not to? Mm. Do you know, to let in and come in and kiss him on his body and not to in, in the funeral pile, do you know, to come in and stand round the hole at the yeah. funeral or wait outside the gate? Yeah. If you don't know and you're saying no to the wrong people, yeah. it's going to kick yeah. off, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So I went, right, you can do all that. You can do all that. Who are you saying this to? Reggie? No, no, no. I'm saying to, 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 to condom. Yeah, okay. Right? So I'm saying all that. He said, but the one thing we have got, Mr. Courtney, that your little band of men haven't got, he's not everyone is a Cray Twin fan and there might be an assassination attempt. Right? They haven't been able to do it for the last 30 odd years because they've been locked up, but they're now going 20 miles or 15 mile an hour. He's hopping out the car at the funeral parlor, hopping yeah. out the car at the church, hopping out the car at the cemetery, and there might be an assassination attempt. And the one thing we've got that you haven't got, only because I was being cocky, he yeah. went, he's a firearms unit. And there I should oh. have shut my mouth. Oh. But what I said was, oh, the one thing you've got that we haven't got is a certificate. I said, well, we've got a fucking gun, you know. And I'm saying this to the chief of police, and from that second on, yeah. from that second on, yeah. um, it went, shut that man down. There's no one in England's allowed to have his own private army, especially telling me that some of them are going to be armed. Oh. Right? You know, I want no more. They went to the nightclubs that I was working at within that very week. Yeah. Didn't hide it at all. Went straight up to the manager and went, look, you got Courtney Security working here. Yeah. By next week, you won't have a license for a fucking television. Yeah. So get rid of it. They went to the magazines that I was working for, TV stations that I was working for. The I was, I was getting all my books published by Virgin Books. I went to them and just shut me down. I paid very dearly for that comment. Yeah. I didn't realise it at the time. I now know what it was, but it all started getting dark yeah. and changing for me. So I then thought, and after that, after that funeral, the press grabbed hold of me and turned me into celebrity gangster well that really weren't what i was saying i was i yeah. was i actually wasn't that the people i was working with and for the craterings they might have been celebrity gangsters i'm actually just running dormant mate yeah. and once you're in charge the things that they do you get the blame and yeah. the credit for because i'm in charge yeah the leader right, yeah. The right. Leader. so it's martha you know and it blew me into a little i'm not saying i'm white and white mm. i ain't saying that at all mm. yeah i've done my fair share mm. of shooting people back mm. to and but it blew me in out of proportion on how naughty I was, you know, heir to the throne, yeah, and all of that bollocks. So I quickly, no one in the crime world, crime's only glamorous on the big screen and books, not yeah. in real life. It yeah. ends up shitty, yeah, nine times out of ten, yeah. Prison sentence wrapped around you, or belly buttons you didn't want, yeah, you know, that's how it normally mm -hmm. ends up. And so, very quickly, now the world is all Dave Courtney'd up on. Um, heir to the throne, celebrity gangster. Yeah. I quickly had to do something that was just as public to say I wasn't that. Yeah. Hold on. So I wrote a book called Stop the Ride, I Want to Get Off. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which was funny. The answer. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Hope, I hope it was yeah. funny. It was meant to be funny mm. and it was meant to be telling you, Oi, I ain't that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm more into the giggle and it was supposed to be, but I, I like to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. But I was blown into that. Proportion, and once you become famous for being naughty, 
the less naughty you can actually be. Yeah, Once everyone in the yeah. world knew what I looked like, yeah. I couldn't even get out of my car and go yeah. to the geezer behind because every geezer in the world would go, Dave Courtney, yeah. I've seen him on the telly. Yeah. My job was debt collecting, kicking someone's door in, running into their house, running around the front room to make him pay his money back. Yeah. No, no, I can't do it because they all go, it's Dave Courtney. Mm. I'm fucked. Yeah. So the more famous I got for being naughty, the less naughty I, could be. I actually yeah. could be. So yeah. I ended up half being a fake. By the time everyone in the world knows Dave Courtney's a gangster, I am not a gangster. Yeah. So I then twitched it around to the being on the films, doing the thing, so get a load of yeah. me, which didn't, didn't go down well with everyone. Because I, I was... Um, did you enjoy that part? Of course I did. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, of course. Right. I'm, I'm, a best, I'm a better entertainer than I ever was gangster. Yeah. But I'm afraid I've come from a world that we're going to collar up, meeting down little alleys. Yeah. No pictures, no comic, no saying yeah. that. And I'm going, da yeah. here I am, writing books about it. Yeah. Get a load of me. Yeah. You know, and at, at the time, it was a little bit hard for some of them to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, not the main players, so I didn't give a monkeys because all the others, I was dragging them up with me. I was getting Reggie Cray, his own column in the front magazine. I was getting Charlie Bronson, yeah. who I still speak on a weekly basis, yeah. his own column in the magazines. I've, I went to beat Brazil to have to see Ronnie Biggs on his 70th birthday yeah. with everyone that was left alive in a great train robbery. Yeah, yeah. Hear me. Quality. <laughs> right? I was sitting on the beach with Ronnie Biggs and yeah. everyone left. It was a moment in my life. And I thank I thank Nick Reynolds for that. He's a very talented man. It's that's um Bruce Reynolds. Bruce Reynolds' son, the yeah. brains of the great yeah. train robbery, yeah. Bruce Reynolds. He has a very talented son called Nick Reynolds, an artist, um, who who done a big exhibition called From Cons to Icons. Luckily I was involved in that where they'd done the Bustier Ed and it was me, Ronnie Biggs, Frankie Fraser. I'm afraid we don't really see eye to eye. Yeah. But, you know. Why don't you see eye to eye with Frankie Fraser? Um, when he jumped on the bandwagon, uh, when that couple was, got, was saying I might have been an informant, he just didn't particularly like me. He'd come from an era where there weren't a lot of black people around when he was running around, right? And me being married to a, a Jamaican. Yeah weren't really sitting pretty with right, him, okay. you know what I mean? Me being leery and cocky about my criminal past, yeah. that wasn't really sitting pretty with him. I wasn't really on the top of his Christmas card list, you know? And, um, you know, we we just we just clashed. Did you clash face to face or was it No, just... no, we clashed, yeah, we did, did clash on face to face. Um, after after it, we, we made a record called A Product to the Environment. Me, um, Joey Powell, who was my mentor, Frankie Fraser, Freddie Foreman, Charlie Richardson, Roy Shaw. We all done an album with Tricky from um, Massive Attack called mm. Products in the Environment, and we all done our own little album. Mm. It, we talked, and they put the music around it and cut it in, and it was really good. And because they wanted to put me doing all the uh, advertising for it, only because I was the younger face, you know mm. what I mean? I was a little bit better at doing the chatting. I'm not saying... I'm the best bear yeah, a good fighter. front man, though. Right, right, yeah, right. Course, and I yeah. was just crossing the bridge for them to get yeah. into the entertainment world. Yeah. Now everyone's writing a book. Yeah. Now everyone's doing the yeah. thing. I was just the first one, so yeah. I had to take the... Uh, Work it all out. Yeah, I had to yeah. take the bullets from everyone that was going, who do you think he is? Yeah. Cocky little boy. Yeah. You know, I had, to, I had to take that part. And he jumped on the thing of when they actually arrested me with a cop. I gave him my tape of what I said behind the door. Yeah. He had it, but chose not to many. And he went, oh, I think he's a grass. Well, that, and then because I, that I was used in the, 
uh, made an advertisement for this album. The phone call from him was you and your little misses and all that. And he I said, couldn't, he I said couldn't, that. Yeah, I couldn't add that one. So I went round to his house, I took his door off and I went in there and I couldn't actually do an awful lot about it because he's 74 by then. Okay. Little skinny man. Yeah. I, you know, I said I couldn't even hit him because he'd break. But like, oh, mm. Jesus. I was so... Everyone knew that we didn't really, really get on. Which nailed his coffin, really, because we, that night there was the um, opening to the exhibition from Cons to Icons, and at the actual um, at the actual event, there was Charlie Richardson, Roy Shaw, Tony Lambriano, uh, Freddie Foreman, myself, and he went, well, I'm not going if Courtney's going, and they went, well, listen, if we've got to make a choice, yeah. don't yeah. go, Frank. Yeah. And I would have never... At the arsehole, or the, I had too much respect for Frankie and for all of them to go, well, it's him or me. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, knew, I yeah. knew I was a young kid on the block. They yeah. called me pup. Yeah. I understood my position in that yeah. little world. Do you understand what I mean? But in reality, you're going to Charlie Craig, can you do this for it? Yeah. He ain't going to go, no, I don't do that no more because yeah. I'm 78. Yeah. He'll go, all right, I'll do that. And then he'd go, Dave. And then I'd have to get it done. And yeah. they'd go back to him and go, thanks. Yeah. So I was important to them. Yeah. Not that they weren't their thing in the day, mm. but I was their thing for a little ten stretch. Mm. I was doing it for him, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. So they wrapped me up in cotton wool and looked after me, but he decided to go, well, I'll believe the copper. Mm. Mm. He, but I was found not guilty in the copper when they prison. That must have hurt. Of course it did. Yeah, it must have hurt. Of course it did. Mm. I got pictures of me and him up in my me, me, me pool room. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, man, we do that yeah. for? Yeah. He did his own person. He was sitting there calling me Mrs. Names. And yeah. Yeah. There's a difference calling you a name, I guess. No, there's so, no, Ivy yeah. said to me all day long, every day, since the invention of the computer, yeah. Ivy, I don't do my own Facebooks and, yeah. and, and what's names. I haven't got a computer in my house. Mm. I'm too old. I'm a dinosaur. Mm. I don't want to really even learn something mm. that I'm going to be the worst at it. So yeah. I have someone else do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, have, and I think it's took away the man in people. It's took away the testosterone out of people. You had a problem with me, my friend, mm. and you, know, you would either come to my house and mm. tell me, or be somewhere where you know, or, or let me know. Now not, you can just send me warrior. a yeah. thing going. Yeah. I think you're a big fat grass. Yeah. I love a Courtney, you wanker, yeah. and then send it to me. No name, no address, yeah. and it yeah. just comes up on the machine. Or I don't care whether you tick it and like the photograph. I've just, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if you. I'm blocking him. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or I'm not in your top ten best friend number. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many death threats do you reckon you've had? <laughs> what weekly? Just in total, do you I don't know, a couple of week. A couple of week. Yeah. Since wow. since since the invention of the computer. How does that make you feel? Look, see it? I don't. Well, I don't give a monkey's yeah. about that because my front door is open. Yeah. Open. Not a lie. Anyone's been to my house? Camelot Castle. Minute. Camelot Castle. <laughs> right? Some of that. The nightclub is open yeah. at the bottom. Like no one has ever knocked on my door and went grass. Yeah. I've seen it on the computer. Yeah. No one's ever come up to me in the street and went, I think you're going right. And my answer to it, if it was, is told you one word. So the computer for me, oh, although yeah. it'd be a fantastic thing to get known and yeah. do all of that, it was getting known that ruined my life sort yeah. of, right? I had to grab hold of it and then try and steer it. When once, once I knew I had it, you can't start going, I don't want to be infamous anymore. Yeah. Stop it because that's ruining a lot of things. Yeah. You can't do it. It's too late. Mm. You're there. So I had to grab it by the horns and take it in a way. They were going to be right at the back of me whether I wanted it or not. Yeah. So I, I led it. Dave, tell me about why you went to court dressed as a jester and when did you bang out that copper? Um, well, the, the, 
I have to go back a little bit before I get to that, right? Because I was aware that they had the tapes when I got arrested that I wasn't an informant. Yeah. And they knew right on the very first day I was arrested, I gave them the tapes, yeah. the video of what, what our relationship was. And by the way that they was writing about it and, and reporting it in the paper and making it look like I might be an informant, I understood very early on what they was actually trying to do for it. And I did say in my interview on tape that um, do not put me in the dock with this man yeah. or put me within arm's reach of him because for saying what he's saying about me, if it be believed, I would be shot. So I will punch him in the fucking mouth if mm. you put me anywhere near him. Mm. And they said, if he's your co-defendant. I said, right, but I want it written down. I told that if you put me anywhere near him, I'll bang him. Well, they did believe that because it went to court two or three times before it was going to the old Bailey. And they put him on in the morning with the other co-defendant and me on in the afternoon, right? Um, because they knew that I was actually going to bang him. And then they started going, well, everyone's calling you, you might be a glass. Do you want to leave the court with a back entrance, with a bag over your head in case someone takes a shot at you? And I thought, you're doing it on yeah. purpose to make Take me, me up, look yeah. bad, right? Yeah. So I was so fuming with what they were doing. And I knew that he had to go guilty. Yeah. I wasn't. I knew he had to go guilty yeah. because they had the tapes. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just sitting there, and so for the whole eight months, I was screwing with yeah. what they were doing, and it was making some people go, well, the jury's out on court, you know, yeah. you know, and I was like, wow, man, yeah. wow. And when they said about me putting that bag over me head and going out the back door, I thought, right, I'll make a, such a statement <laughs> of going in the front door, yeah. and, and I thought he handed. Um, you got to ask me about Sicily in a minute, mm. right? you got to ask mm. me about that. But I thought I'd go in there, thought he handed, dressed as a court jester, and because I knew I weren't going to bump into him. But as I walked into the court, he had just got out of the dock and was walking past. And as he's walking past where I am, within punching distance. Please believe me, I'm a very calculated man in my head when it yeah. comes down to yeah. dishing out a bit of violence or risking getting in trouble. Yeah. And as soon as he walked past me, I thought, I'm never going to get another chance of this. If I just if I beat him up, I'll get in trouble. But one smack in the mouth, I can get away with because yeah. it's their fault. Yeah. They should have kept him away from me like they know they are supposed to. They've kept him in separate court cases up right up till now. And as we come level, I put one on his chops, a beautiful shot, mm. banged him out onto the floor, grabbed by the police and dragged off. My wife then came in and see me being dragged off and him on the floor. What was even more beautiful is as they come and picked him up, one got his arm, his face in that way. And the other one got his arm and his face and they lifted him up to put him on a chair facing the opposite way. And my missus come running up to him like that and he can see her and he's trying to get out of the way and she's gone, <laughs> the proper little combination, smacked him up. So by the time they sit him on the chair, all the damage done to him looks like i just done that with a whack. Yeah. But they couldn't nick me for that because I have said, I'm going to do it. You have believed me and kept him separate from me. for So that is your security mm. problem. And, and and the day before it went to court, um, he went guilty. So mm. it, you know, and he was found guilty. So it was all lies that he mm. said. Mm. But but they did actually succeed in uh, ruining the whole popularity thing yeah. on the Dave Courtney thing. The books out, celebrity gangster, heir to the throne. Was that all put, was that all put to bed after that? Like was that like uh, yeah, the profile, slow, the slow, 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 down. slowly but surely? Yeah, yeah, it hurt me. It did genuinely hurt me. How do you think? Yeah. How do you think, Dave? Your lifestyle has affected your family. In some aspects, it's been beautiful because the last thing any of them really wanted to be 
was naughty. It might, might look an attractive way of life to everyone that lived across the road, but they've actually seen Daddy outside court waiting to get 20 years, sitting at the end of my bed with a bullet hole in me, police kicking the door down, you know. I've seen all that thing. So the last thing they wanted to be was a criminal. But my son... Jensen. Jensen. I don't. I can't really put it down to me that turned him a bit naughty. I don't genuinely take any blame for that. Right? I'm, I'm not trying to shirk the blame, but I don't put any blame onto me that well, how he went naughty. He, had, he was a very testosterone-filled man. He also had leader material, and he got into a little world of naughtiness and was murdered. Um, he was shot. Eight years ago, which was the final blow, really, for me and Jennifer. We was living, we were still living together at the time. And because me and him had had a, a bit of an argument two weeks before, you know, which had resulted in me getting his car, both driving to the top of the road and went into the park to go and have a little straightener, mm. however strange that may be. To How old was he at the time? 22, 23. Price fighter, you know. Could punch the living granny out of his his, his old dad, but yeah, you know, I'll, I'll think it was a bit. I'm not. I'm not saying that's a normal thing, but it was a quite normal thing for me and him. Not that we'd ever done that before, but it seemed normal at the time. Right, it was one way to sort out this big arguing, screaming, slanging match that we was what having. What were you arguing about? I can't really. I can't even remember it. I can't was remember. It, was it a build up of things, or was it no, just like a one off? No, no, it was a one off thing. Right, I'm afraid I can't blame him for this. I don't want to go and make you sound anywhere. He was on the roids. Yeah. That gives you a little bit of a bit more of a short, aggressive temper than normally. Yeah, and it had gone past anything I could do or say to talk about it. And we were having a, a very public stand-up screaming match in front of people. And we ended up driving up to the top of the road. He bounced over a fence and was standing there like he's ready to have a fight with me. And I walked over to him and all and went, Jensen, you actually look like you want to fight me. Mm. <laughs> And I got one on the chin. He's <laughs> <laughs> put me straight on my ass. Anyone who's been hit on the you know, need to be knocked out. The, the thing to do is don't close your eyes, don't close yeah. your eyes, don't close your eyes. Yeah, keep your eyes open. Yeah. As soon as you close your eyes, you will knock out. Yeah. Just keep your eyes open and you'll get over that thing. Yeah. And where I couldn't actually spring up because I'm now a bit too old, I've actually gone like, you fucking cheeky little one. That's I've had to slowly put my hands down and actually get up. I've got another one, so I went, hold it, hold it. I said, we call that a draw. Huh? I said, we call that a draw. And he just went, ah, and shut off. And um, we actually sort of made up the day after, the day after. But because of that, two weeks later, he was shot. And Trident and, and people were going, well, that must have been Dave because, you know, I wouldn't allow someone to do that to me and get away with it. You understand what I mean? And I was actually at home with my missus watching telly when it happened. And we got a phone call saying, oh, Jensen's, Jensen's been shot. And we quickly went, oh, well, where is he? What hospital is he in? Where, where, where? And they went, no, 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 he's around his girlfriend's house and all that. No one actually thought it was a, he wasn't even in hospital, you know what I mean? He's around his yeah. girlfriend. But he'd actually been shot at point blank range, point blank range in the head outside his girlfriend's house. And um, so my missus went to go down and, See him. Jenny. Jenny went yeah. down to go down and see him. Um, she got there and then he, you know, he'd been shot at point blank range and um, he died that night in the hospital. And that was the end of my 
life with Jenny really after that. You know, she was never the same. Uh, I was never the same. You know, because we'd had an argument before, I'd come under some suspicion that it might have had something to do with me. Whatever pressure they was under as, do you think your husband done something? You know, it was um, the worst time of my life. The most changing part of my life. It altered my whole life. Yeah, seven weeks after that, we split up for a number of different reasons. It, it come to but really it was down to that. You understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, that was the catalyst of our separation, and and it destroyed her, destroyed the other kids, destroyed me. It ain't something that ever gets better. Yeah, if I think about anything on a daily basis, it's that mm. the man who was eventually caught for it. Was was Jenny's brother? It was his own. Was his own uncle, and he got thirty-one years recommended for that. His own uncle. It was his own uncle? Yeah. You know the, the, the whys and wherefores. I'm not prepared to go in for, but that was it. But in in the meantime, there was I had all the police around my house on a daily basis, thinking I was going to have some um, vigilante thing going on. There was people running around from all over the world offering to do that and that and coming up with suspects and bringing them tied up to my house. You know, there's all sorts of, as you can imagine, you know, my world collapsed at the time. So did hers. It was called Jensen because it's Jen's son. Mm -hmm. was, you know, it was her only boy. Yeah. So it changed her. Yeah, you don't get better from that. No. What was that feeling like of being accused of something that you haven't done? I've normally done it, even though I've been found not guilty for it. But something so big, something so life-changing, it's not even a crime. It's a, There ain't the words in the dictionary to to explain what what it's like. Jen, please, Jenny, please tell me what it feels like to lose your only son, not alone who done it, how it happened and all that. You know, what is it? There isn't the words for that. It just... And after that, I never wrote another book. I'd wrote nine by then. And there was never, ever, ever a time then for me to go, hi, hello, I'm back on the scene, I'm doing it. There was never, ever a time for me to be Dave, be funny. It altered my personality. It changed everything for, for 18 months, I think, or whatever it was. No one knew who it was. You know? So the whole 18 months, you're thinking, I haven't got anything to do with this. And then 18 months later, someone got accused. Yeah, I think, I think by, the time, um, by the time they actually arrested David, it was quite obvious it weren't me, you know what I mean, with the sort of evidence that they had, I think, you know, he, and he was, on, he was on my mind for a year. I mean, that must have been awful for the family, for, you know, whatever feelings I'm feeling myself, I cannot imagine what it was like for her and her family, and she comes from a very big family, I think there's 16 brothers and sisters in her family. Is that right? <laughs> it's Is that right? 16? Yeah. It's an army, it's not Jeez. a football team, it's an army. All, all over in it, here or in Jamaica? No, no, here, yeah. here, here in, in Woolwich, mate. Yeah, in Woolwich, one wow. family in Woolwich, yeah. Wow. And, and, and they're, a, they're a Jamaican, and mum's a big church lady. Yeah. Her dad is just the funniest, most happy, bubbly man in the world, you know. And um, proper little family, I was honoured to be involved in them. It helped grow me. How, how have you been since that incident then because you've had, been, you've had an eventful same. life right and there's some yeah. big moments I'm going through here from yeah. 95 to 2000 to 8 years ago Richard what's your life been like post this it was a life changing incident 
that on a daily basis is in my head, yeah. What's your yeah. lifestyle like today? Because we're going into your mid-50s here now, aren't we? So what, you're 63 now, 63, minus eight yeah. years, mid-50s. What's it been like from 55 onwards? Have you completely slowed down? I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that altered thing to me. I have completely slowed down. But I'm afraid in, in reality, getting old does actually mellow you. I never ever thought I was going to be 64. Yeah. I never ever <laughs> planned for it. I, had, I never ever thought, I genuinely, genuinely, I didn't know how, what, what was going to happen to me, I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't ever think I was going to be here mm. with arthritis and I've had some open heart surgery and uh, cancer and all that, you know. Yeah. yeah, I never thought of all that. I didn't make any plans for that or prepare for that or pensions. Yeah. Or I never thought I was going to get here. My way of life was at one time when I was buying one of my houses, when I was buying a place, they went to go and insure my life. And because of my life, they put me in the same bracket as under underwater pothole divers and astronauts. What? And me, that was as my life risk. insurance. Yeah, yeah. And I was going, fuck, man. What do you know that I don't know them? Because I'm just bobbing along yeah. nicely going out partying. And, yeah. and I was in the same bracket as a fucking astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. But, you know, I drove fast. I played with guns. I hung around with the wrong people. I took drugs. I drunk. I Everything that was wrong, yeah. I was doing it. You understand what I mean? So... Actually thinking of what are you going to be like next year is when I'm 60, but yeah. I never genuinely thought yeah. that was going to happen. So right now, it's mostly hitting me, um, not hard, but it's, I mean, what, what you hear it a million times, as soon as you get older, the years go quicker. Yeah. They say, it's like, Jesus, they say it's like a Bogwell, isn't it? It Jesus, goes through and it spins it off. Yeah, yeah, At yeah. my age now, it just seems like the other day. Yeah. I've been in more countries, had more parties, let me pray a women. You know, than anyone I actually fucking know. If I was to drop down dead today, I can't moan one bit. Yeah. I'll bet you I'm smiling, even if I hear someone behind me go, Yeah. I'll smile. Because yeah. I'm, yeah, I've, I've, I've lived, lived more a than full life, yeah, you? every single minute of every day. I even took things to stay awake. I didn't want to go to sleep in case I missed something. Yeah. Dave, tell me about Sicily. It started when the Gambinos. When 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 the the elders when their kids have their six weeks off for the summer holidays they go travelling around Europe so they come in that their kids are travelling around Europe got a couple of big lumps with them they get in touch with Freddie Foreman and a bloke called Wilf Pine lived down here right. um, to they wanted to go to the Ministry of Sound yeah well they're, they're both Wilf Pine and Fred Foreman are they're quite old by then, so they've gone to me, you know, can you get Look them after with Ministry yeah. of Sound? <laughs> so I'm, I'm so of course I will. You know, the fact that they're asking me to do it, I'll do anything they want, they're still my heroes, yeah. right? So I've, they've all come at my house. My house is quite an exciting house. Mm. I ain't a run for me. My house mm. has got all the bits and pieces. Mm. Nightclub at the bottom, they're having a right laugh. I'm surrounded by women. We don't pay to go in. Yeah. We can get in the DJ box. They didn't want to go back to the hotel. They stayed the night at my house. So they've gone home with the... Forget the crater, it's Dave Courtney, Dave Courtney, Dave Courtney, Dave Courtney, Dave Courtney. So that happened, right? Then I had done the geezer in the court jester's outfit, and that happened. And then they've rung me up, they've rung Virgin from Sicily to do, I now do audience whips all around the world, yeah. stand up doing talking about, like I'm doing now, yeah. right? And it was for 25 people, 
this is the fucking mapping. Mm. You, yeah. 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 you only see them on telly, didn't you? Being honest, you only see them on telly, right? But it's in, in Sicily, in Palermo. It's, um, there's 25 of these geezers and five interpreters. One of them, which I didn't actually know at the time, was the, um, the Italian Prime Minister, old um, Bernasconi, yeah? Him, who ended up being the Prime Minister. Mm. Now, they've all heard the, the Gambino side of the Dave Courtney thing. They've just seen me do that on television and they've done a documentary yeah. and put it on television. I'm now in the book called The Firm. Jay-Z's putting my pictures on his album <laughs> and they've called me over there and they went, listen, because they talk in pidgin English, for me, yeah. that was the sexiest voice yeah. you could ever have. And they go, <laughs> tell me about the day you punched a policeman in the face, dressed as a canta. Huh? And I say, fuck are you to the press. Tell me about that day. And, he, and that's how he was talking, yeah. right? Which I just thought, wow, well, wow, well, well, well. And he was saying, right, well, there's an unwritten rule book worldwide about how you behave when you go to court. Rule number one is you don't bring all your friends. Yeah. All right? Rule number two is you wear a nice suit and it's yes, sir, no, sir, and polite as you like. And a letter from someone that's known you 20 years saying you're a nice bloke. Yeah. That's how you go to court, everyone, mm. right? He said, apart from the Cosa Nostra. Because they already know I'm John Gotti, so it's not worth me trying to turn up as a nice bloke mm. or whoever he is. Mm. You know what I mean? I just threw that name out there. It's not worth them trying to go up there and look, I'm a nice guy. Mm. I'm not. So they turn up to court, gangster. Mm. Yeah. And he went, he said, I've never seen anyone do that before, apart from you. You broke with a rule. You turned up with 40 of your mates, all in black suits. You go court dressed as a clown, punched a copper in the mouth. <laughs> Before you're sentenced, he went, tell me what was in your head that day. He went, don't talk to me, gangster. I know a million gangster. I know one million bank robbers. Mm. I know one million murderer. Mm. Uh, but I know no man who got a cut yeah. and a bunch of policemen <laughs> in their face. To, that case there, the bonus guy, he becomes prime minister years after that. And I tell you, in, in, in Italy, the crime section in the bookshop is the smallest section in any country Right, because they've got the fucking mafia there. Yeah. They're not interested in the great train robbery, the great yeah. twin, Yardy, yeah. Triad, IRA. Yeah, they've got the mafia on every mm. corner, right? So they're not interested. So because of that, Berlusconi had spoke to us and we got, thought it was funny. They print my book in Italian, mm. in Sicilian. <laughs> so that's the right, proper little buzz yeah, for me. That's a personal little buzz yeah. for me. So now all of that's happening. And now Jay-Z's put me on the cover of his album. We're, we're actually doing a tour in America. I'm going around doing talks in Vegas and all that. So while we're in, um, we go to Manhattan and I get picked up by the Gambino family. I don't know they're coming to the airport. Mm. Hear me with this. Mm. So I've landed with Brendan, a couple of big lumps to come with me. And as we get there, they look like gangsters. Yeah. They look like it. They really look yeah. like what they are, you yeah. know. And, uh, excuse me. We gotta separate you from your company, Mr. Courtney, and take you with us to meet some people. Now, I'm, I'm, to be perfectly honest with you, I was up for going, help me, help me, <laughs> to, not to, in case they do something to me. Yeah. You know, like, oh, no, I wanted some, I, I was up for that. Brendan, the geezer I live with, went, okay, Dave, off you go, you're on your own. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go, I'll let me get back to that in a minute. The biggest coward you've ever met in your life. I live with him because he makes me laugh. He keeps me laughing all day yeah. and that's all I need yeah. and I'm all right. And he's gone, oh, you're on your own. So they take me for a ride and I'm going all around America, all around 
Manhattan meeting, all these Italian people, I couldn't understand a word they were saying, oh, bla, all smelling of tomatoes in restaurants and they're shouting. Tomatoes in restaurants? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and all this. And, but they're kids. They're yeah. kids have gone yeah, yeah, home yeah, and yeah. talked about me and Berlusconi has gone home yeah. and talked about me and, you know, I've gone out to Sicily and I said, I don't know what's happening to me in their eyes. You understand what I mean? It's all new to me. Mm. So they show me pictures of people I don't know and I know and I know. So when they dropped us back to the hotel, it was St. Patrick's Day out there. That's it, right? It was St. Patrick's Day, which is a big thing in New Massive, York. St. Yeah, Patrick's yeah, Day yeah, huge. Yeah. So they went, are you going out? I went, yeah, we're going to Jay-Z's club, right? He's got all my pictures up in the, in the club and all that. So we're we going to Jay-Z's club. He said, well, if you want, we'll leave the car here. We'll take you there in a limo. Yeah, we'll Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So it runs upstairs, all getting dressed, the four of us are in the car. So we goes out to Jay-Z's out. I think it's called um, 2020 or 4040 or something mm -hmm. like that. It's called massive big queues going up that way, upstairs to the VIP one. Massive great big queue going yeah. up that one for yeah. the normal people. And I don't know what how these people get born, but the doormen out there are oh, bigger be, yeah. than you've ever yeah. seen a real a real human being yeah. in your life. They You've never seen them like seven foot four, yeah. 36 stone yeah. with a gun. Yeah. Really? Five of them, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Really and yeah. truly? Well, how would you reach that yeah. to it? Yeah. You know, just absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And then you know, they pulled right up outside. The driver gets out, runs up and says something to one of them. Goes like that to us. So he all comes up the stairs to walk in and that, you know. And as we're walking in, we're going up, walk straight in, all going like that. So we've actually got in, he goes, I'll leave you here. He said, it's a bit, a bit young for me, you know. Okay, man, and all that. Beautiful, thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Connie, you know. And left. And as we're walking through, one of the doormen says to the head doorman, and I can hear it. I knew he'd come, I knew he'd come when I heard him say. <laughs> he goes, who the fuck's that? He goes, I don't know. He said, but if he's got the Gambino's dropping him off as a fucking cab, I'm letting him in. Right? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> and that's all growing for me, yeah. and I'm the bloke that Jay Z put on the cover of his album, yeah. and it yeah. just—I never meant that. And that was dropping on my lap. I never plotted it or planned worked, yeah. that thing. You know what I mean? But it all worked out that way. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you weren't in lucky for Jay. <laughs> <laughs> tell yeah, no, tell no, the no. listeners about Camelot Castle, your house. Camelot Castle. It used to be a school. Right. When did you buy it? Thirty years ago. And um, it had been burnt out for about 10 years, so I had a blank canvas. Um, my, my narcotic of choice, I'm afraid, used to be at the time a bit of whiz. I love a bit of whiz. I'm an old fella, I know it's a poor man, but I love a bit of whiz. And I built that house on whiz. And when the doorman used to finish at 2 or 3 o'clock, because I was employing hundreds and hundreds of doormen, they all come back to my house and started up all the cement mixes and everything, and at 3 or 4 o'clock, everyone took their debt dinner suits off because it was all bow ties yeah, and right. shit yeah, then yeah. yeah and built this house and i built a castle i put the outside walls on it the turrets the little castle yeah. bits all around the outside i've got in it I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a collector maniac i love all the old suits of armor swords shields guns on the walls. guns on the yeah. wall german helmets you know <laughs> i love all that shit yeah. here we've got a pool room it's got six bedrooms it's quite big and, and then i bought the end of next door's garden the end of next door's garden and the end of the other side, the end of their garden as well, and built a, a nightclub. Uh. And it's got a three-story, 50 shades of grey dungeon <laughs> that actually is a working dungeon. It's hired out every single day. That works. So I've, I've, I've got 
boom, boom, running down the bottom of my garden all day long. The vape station girls use it. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of caravans in the garden where there's some uh, working ladies living to, to use the actual dungeon. It's their workplace, yeah. you understand what I mean? And I have a, a nightclub, a 450-man <laughs> nightclub at the bottom of my garden. It's turned me into a <laughs> bloody hermit. I don't even want to go out, right? Yeah. I get, I'll get daily at least four or five places I could go in the nighttime if I want. I don't have to spend a pound to yeah. come along, pick me up, and drop me off, get me laid, yeah. get me pissed, get yeah. me stuff if I want. But I don't, what I want to leave home for yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what do the neighbours think? Oh, they, all, they all sort of work for me, most of them. Yeah, like doormen, cleaners, barmen, uh, taxi drivers, you know, they, they all They're all sweet. For me. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the, living next door to Dave Court, you might be a bit, if you actually didn't know I was. Yeah. But the bottom line is, I'm, I'm all right, mate. Nice I'm, fella, I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if any of the people in my road, yeah. right, and there's an awful lot of people listening to your show where I live mm. too, right, in my road, want to use my nightclub for their kids' birthday party, for their wedding thing, mm. it's empty. Yeah. It's not being used, have it. It costs you nothing. Mm. Do, you feel so, like, do you feel like you're bringing the community together? Oh, listen, I have. When I yeah. first moved in there, I knocked 25 grand off the price of their houses because yeah. they couldn't sell their houses because they because couldn't use living right? But now I'm in there, yeah. they show off about it. It's the, it's the quietest, yeah. most thought-after road in Plumstead, yeah. which ain't, ain't the most... Glamorous area in the world, yeah. but there's never been a burglary, a car theft, a mugging, mm. a rape, or anything in my road. So mm. they, now, now the old estate agents show off, and you got Dave Courtney living it? in your road. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's are they good. doing? I've heard rumours they're doing a uh, movie on you. They're doing a, a three one-hour part documentary, but done by with um, with all Big Nasty's um, production company. Yeah. They're doing it, and. They've, they've interviewed old school teachers of mine, prison officers that used to lock me up, best friends, ex-wives, neighbours, um, Fat Man Scoop, Big Nasty, yeah. Jody Mark, you know, yeah. an awful lot of everyone. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, a load of doormen, yeah. a load of, everyone. So it, sh it should be um, Really, really cool, you yeah. know. I mean, and it's better than a film. It's three hours long, and it's, it's going on Amazon Prime. You know, they've done all. They've done most of the filming now. I think mean, they've got one more day of. They get through about six interviews a day. Yeah, yeah. It's about an hour long each interview. They might only use five minutes of that, as you yeah. know. But um, Dave, they've, there's got to be a Netflix movie coming out about this. Oh, right? I hope so. But yeah. I'm still alive. That's the, that's the problem. Here. Yeah, they can't do. Movies and glamorized crime. There's now actually a law. Is that until now. you're oh, dead, dead, dead? They'll see it. Then they can do it. Right. Okay. But you cannot glamorize crime. There's right. a law now. What's the, what's the future hold for Dave Courtney now? You're 63, 64 years old. I'm going to be a sex symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, re I really. Um, Are you enjoying life? Oh, I'm very much enjoying yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, very much. Because I'm now thinking I'm. I'm actually living on, not living on borrowed time, but I never thought I'd be here. So every single day at the moment is fantastic for me. Yeah. You understand what I mean? I'm yeah. like, time I never thought I'd actually have. It's like having an extra 20 minutes each yeah. way that I didn't think yeah. I was going to have. You know yeah. what I mean? Getting here, getting to be here was quite naughty and quite exciting. Do you, feel that, do you feel that you're lucky to be here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jesus, am I? Yeah. Jesus, am I? I've yeah. known the people that are a lot better and gooder men than me that are not. Yeah, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to go up or down when I go, right? You understand yeah. what I mean? Like, an awful lot of things that are, that Dave Courtney has been involved in have done might, might put me 
chip the scales to go under there, but there's, there's a lot of good men that are not here that I am, and I feel very lucky. But it's, and it's very easy being Dave Courtney now. Mm. It weren't easy getting here, mm. but now it's very easy. I'm, I'm, I'm getting laid by people that look like they just walked out of a magazine, you know what mm. I mean? I know it's because I ain't looking like no Chippendale, it's because of the Dave Courtney thing. Yeah. I've got a nightclub <laughs> at the bottom of my garden. Some people have got gnomes at the bottom yeah. of their garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm enjoying Living. every single yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. I'm intending to write a book. There's another book being sorted out for me at the moment by a man called Tony Sells who owns um, Crooks, which is um, Underworld TV, a television company. So I'm getting back into the swing of things. I think that's going to come on the back end of the documentary that's coming out. So I'm going to have another little revamp of yeah. get a load of me yeah. before I actually peter out. Mm. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to what's mm. coming up for me. To, to actually tell you what, in what direction I'm going to go, I don't know. You know, you sort of, with that entertainment world, you sort of throw the dice and see what you get yeah. out of it after you've wrote the book and had the documentary out of it. Mm. You see what avenues come out of that. Yeah. What opportunities there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I intend to keep going. Don't yeah. worry about that. Dave, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you very much. This sir. is a real honest chat. Yeah, you got me now. Yeah. You've got me on. A real trying. honest chat. I'll say this live. I've been deeper and honest with you more than I have anyone else. Very kind, mate. Right? And you can go and hear that on any other documentary or any other recording I've done you've, you've yeah. pinged a few heart things there yeah. for me yeah just before we finish up here when you kiss me I'll kiss you later these are brand new <laughs> teeth <laughs> like, by the way nine grand worth turkey teeth, teeth. <laughs> <laughs> just before we finish up yeah. Dave have you got any last words to say to Jenny apart from I will always love you which she does already know I don't know what strength you need to get through what you're having to get through every day my baby um, I love you very much and I'm sorry about the pain you're having. And each day's a battle, but you're doing superb. And I love you a lot. We'll end it here, there, Dave. I thoroughly enjoyed this, mate. A proper, yeah, so proper, I, mate. Thank good you. chat. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah. Good Excuse man. Me. Good man. Thank you very much. Fucking whistle.